Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. This is David. And I'm Sherry. And we are continuing today on the topic of female sexuality. Mm-hmm. We have the last three or four podcasts, and there's just so much information we want to cover that we have a few more for you. Yes. We hope it's been helpful as we go through an evolution of sorts on female sexuality and why, and bodies and sexual response cycle. So there's a lot of good information in the last couple of episodes. Yes. So make sure that you're listening to those. If you hadn't, if you're just joining us, we're going to reference a few of them as we're continuing this, this process, but we just are faced with a lot of clients that are struggling with their sexuality, female clients that, um, either, have never had orgasm or have had trauma and are struggling with their sexuality or have had uh, betrayal. And so now how do I get back into that sexual space? There's just a lot of different reasons why uh, women struggle with uh, various aspects of their sexuality. And so we wanted to go through a lot of that, a lot of the history, the culture, uh, what what women are told and what women are taught um, and just kind of go through a lot of these different things and and how bodies are different and the sexual response cycle. So we've covered quite a bit of information. A lot. And it probably has brought you to a point of, okay, this is helpful information. Now, how do I sort of begin this process for myself of discovery? Yes. Kind of where does the rubber hit the road in a sense? Right. If you if you have a lot of issues with desire, if you have a lot of issues with um, being as sexual as you, you want to be or as you feel like you should be, uh, this is kind of where that process starts. So how do I discover my sexuality now? And I think it's a good point to make. Um, good for you for even considering this, listening to this. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes there's a lot of fear around it um, when it's new. And so, you know, the fact that you're here and listening, uh, good for you. Yes, yes. We talk a lot about being honest, open, and willing. And I think this is about as honest, open, and willing as it gets. Yes, it's a very vulnerable this. space. Very, very vulnerable space to get to. So... One of the things that we want to start with that we've mentioned in a few of the previous episodes is the permission, the permission to be sexual, that you are a sexual being, that you can, I like how David uh, put it a few minutes ago as we were talking this through, the honoring your body, honoring yourself as a sexual being that you get to do that. 
and you get to have that and that that is not only a normal thing but a celebrated thing right and so a lot of women are struggling with this permission giving so we want you to be able to come to a place where you enjoy your sexuality where you appreciate your sexuality where you want that for for your life and so what does that look like? How do you move through that? And hopefully with the last several episodes, uh, there's been just the information and it's sort of been percolating um, as you've been thinking about that. But what can you do? Uh, one of the things we love, of course, is affirmations. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the affirmations that, that you can use in this setting? I think... With affirmations, you always want to stay positive, not something that you aren't or don't want, but something that you are and something that you do want. Mm -hmm. And I think in this case, an affirmation that says something like, I am a sexual being or mm -hmm. I am um, allowed to be sexual, I mm -hmm. can find pleasure in sexuality, anything that is yeah. going to be a little kind of uncomfortable to say. I mean, that's how you know you're on to a good affirmation. If you yes. already believe it and it's easy to say, it's almost not the best affirmation. Yeah. And so I like that concept because then, then you can have progressive affirmations. Right. So maybe a progressive affirmation beyond I can be sexual or I can enjoy my sexuality is I enjoy my sexuality. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being sexual. I like it. And... I choose is another powerful statement with mm -hmm. affirmations where I choose to be sexual. I choose to engage sexually. I choose to enjoy. I choose to enjoy. That's what I was going to say. I choose to enjoy my sexuality. And again, a little uncomfortable to start because it's a new concept that you mm -hmm. probably have not found yourself saying in your head too many times yet or before. Mm -hmm. But you see how if this became a regular process, we we always encourage affirmations often, daily. Um, yes. I will ask multiple for times multiple times a day. A day. Yes. yes. And the more you say this, the more you're giving yourself permission to consider it, to become this. And we're all just trying to become, right, this concept of 2.0. Mm -hmm. And our highest and best selves surely include healthy sexuality yes. and connection. Yes. Healthy enjoyment of sexuality and connection as well. Yes. So additionally, with affirmations, journaling, again, is a great, it's your therapy outside of therapy. So processing through what feels stuck, processing through, even writing some of these affirmations and saying, okay, what feels scary about that? Or what feels like it, it's a struggle around that? Or what's still stuck? Looking for those, those things. And that might then lead you to additional therapy uh, for maybe childhood sexual trauma or uh, betrayal trauma, right. or uh, even even sexual trauma in you know your adult years or single years, um, things like that. It could lead you to therapy or journaling and processing around some of the other things that we've talked about, the cultural things, um, religious uh, pressures on on sexuality, and 
all of those different kinds of things that we've been talking about for a while. So journaling about those, where you're, where you are right now with that, what still feels stuck, what feels okay. Um, and then if needed, getting additional help to work through those kinds of issues. Right. And, and hopefully after listening to the last couple of episodes, there's more a sense of, I want to do this for me mm-hmm. than because somebody's pushing me into this. And maybe my spouse has already mentioned that they would like to be more sexual or right. um, have more engagement or more desire. We still want you to want this for you. Yes. And that's so, a critical piece. It's a real easy way to turn everything off if it's not for you. Right. Honest, open, and willing, again and again, this will come up, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. So then another aspect of how do I discover my sexuality? What are some steps that can help me to discover or rediscover my sexuality would be challenging body image and shame issues. Very so, important. Yeah, we have, I think both of us talked about, we have many clients that will come in where there's so much body image issues, so much shame around the body in general, that sex is something that only happens with the lights off, only undressed under the covers for for the female. They just can't handle their spouse even seeing them naked. Right. And that is, there's some sexual aspects to that, but there's also a lot of body image and shame issues around that. So working on having a healthy body image is going to be a really big piece of that. If you feel very comfortable in your own skin, uh, if you feel like you're amazing and attractive and incredible, sex is not going to be as much of a challenge. It's not going to be as much of a shameful experience. You're going to be able to embrace that a lot more. Exactly. There are a lot of different tools and things that are out there to work on that. Again, that may be a therapy thing that is really helpful, but also journaling, uh, reaching out to different groups. One of the groups that I like a lot is Beauty Redefined. They have a site called morethanabody.org, and it's uh, actually identical twins, and they both have their PhD and work a lot in the arena of uh, body image and the effects of objectification. So that is a really good resource if you right. would like to go go to that and learn how to appreciate your body for what it is in and of itself, not necessarily just with sexuality, but just your body, what it can do and how it can move and how incredible it is and what it has, what you have to offer through what your body can do and And how amazing that is. So there's a lot there, um, of course, that we could probably spend several 
episodes talking really about. Could. I mean, we talk about affirmations and something that I've had a lot of success with is having someone stand in front of a mirror mm-hmm. and look at the different parts of their body and out loud say something that they're thankful to that part for because of what it provides. So mm-hmm. my eyes help me see, my ears help me hear, but all parts of your body. And yes. so your joints, your stomach, your gut, um, your feet, your all parts of your body do something for you and your skin does something for you. And just approaching your body differently mm-hmm. from a point of how much it adds to your quality of life and yeah. being able to do the things that you do is a good shift that helps us to consider ourselves differently yeah. in a positive light. So yes. lots of things like that. And again, lots that you could work with a therapist on mm-hmm. if you're finding that there's stuff in any of these topics that is deep and you want to learn more, study more, talk to somebody about, mm-hmm. um, very helpful to be working with somebody through these things. Yeah. Yes. A third point in how to discover sexuality is to challenge, uh, sexual shame. So again, some of this goes back to previous episodes where we're talking about uh, shame around the act of sex, shame around being a sexual being. There's a lot that can come up there. And I think a a preferred approach maybe would be instead of perhaps um, shaming yourself for anything sexually, perhaps you've been more sexual than you're supposed to be, or you've done things things that you weren't supposed to do. Just like everything else in a therapy process, really try to frame this in terms of moving from less effective to more effective. And if your sexuality was not what you wanted it to be, uh, it's still sexuality and it's still yours and it's not bad. And so Mm -hmm. we're just making it fit better. Yes. That's all. And it's the same with sexual addiction, for example. We're not trying to get rid of sexual um, feelings or desires. We're just trying to move it from less effective to more effective. Yeah. And it's, it's a way to approach this again that is affirming and loving. And that's how we have to be when we're talking about something as sensitive as sexuality. We can't have criticism or judgment for ourselves around this. Yeah. And if, they, if you do have sexual shame around traumas or things like that that have happened or come up, uh, make sure that you reach out and get help and support yes. for those. And even a lot of times I've had multiple clients that have come in with sexual shame around something they quote unquote did. And in the process of discovery and and kind of understanding what was going on for them in that situation, it really came up that it was not a consensual thing. And that is sometimes a hard thing. That's hard for women sometimes to acknowledge that something like that has happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even that, even that it's a thing and that it's happened to them. And so it's, it's easier to, take responsibility sometimes when there shouldn't be responsibility taken there. And so making sure that, that you have been able to work through any of those uh, things that have come up is really going to help in your sexual uh, relationships and also your own relationship with yourself around your sexuality moving forward. 
So as you've worked through each of these things, and again, a lot of this is stuff that that you will maybe consider doing in therapy or doing journaling, looking up information on body image and things like that, that can begin to develop in you this sexuality that complements your self-esteem where it becomes your sexuality becomes this beautiful part of you and wonderful and fun um, and engaging part of you that you bring to yourself and also to relationships that you're in where it just enhances who you are as a person. And that's really important. And again, it can sound, that concept can sound very odd when it's something that has been seen as either bad on one end, you just don't do it at all versus you're a slut or, you know, a whore for having any type of sexuality. Right. So we're, we're definitely kind of coming into this new space where you can love yourself, love your body and love your sexuality and have that be something fun that you can bring to your relationships with your significant other. So that's something we want to aspire to as you're going through this. So some other things that you can think about with how to discover your sexuality is to redevelop and rekindle this desire uh, in your relationship. And there are several different aspects to developing or redeveloping desire for your spouse. And, and one of those is adding an element of fun and newness and excitement to the relationship, to the sexual relationship. And that can look like a lot of different things that can look like, uh, maybe if you haven't ever used lingerie before or, um, different locations than you've been in before, uh, different other, like there's a lot of different ways to introduce just a newness or a new flavor to things to, uh, to spice things up, to have desire that is, that increases between the two of you. Um, sometimes people get really, um, uncertain about that and what is and what isn't okay. And what I will tell clients as a rule of thumb is, again, what feels comfortable, right? Doing, not doing something that doesn't feel comfortable or safe, but also if the other person gets to be the other person in whatever is happening, that's another really good rule of thumb. If you start deciding to do role plays or things where the other person is not themselves anymore, then I think that's a really good line to be aware of, but you can explore and do fun things or things outside. I don't, I think a lot of people really enjoy the space of role play or different things like that, where it's within a good framework. And that may be something that is, uh, kind of fun or interesting to, to try. Um, also, if there's been a stretch where there's been a lack of desire or it's been hard to get through an aroused space to orgasm and climax, one of the things that we've talked about before that we really recommend is sensate focus, uh, which is something you can work through with your therapist to have the different levels, or you can even look it up 
right. yourself online and learn a little bit about that. And what it does is it takes sex off the table. And that is usually a really big thing for women who have right. felt any kind of pressure or who have felt like there's been a duty um, around it. But it helps the couple to walk through these different steps of exploring and appreciating each other without sex being on the table, without it being like, this is the ultimate goal is we're just trying to hit orgasm here. Um, and so it can really help to increase arousal to help the couple to understand what the other person enjoys and likes. And it helps to develop this closer, more intimate without sex relationship that leads to better sex, uh, in the long run. So there's several stages of that, uh, that culminate in being able to have sex. So you wouldn't have sex for a while while you're doing this, like right. maybe several weeks as you're working through those, those steps and developing the, a more detailed understanding of your partner sexually, uh, but without the sex component. Right. And there's also um, some really good things that will impact the sexuality that aren't directly sexual at all. Yes. Like um, more time to talk, more time spent in emotional connection, mm -hmm. um, making that a priority, making walks or making date nights or going on drives or just checking in every single day where it doesn't have to be long, but it's how are you really doing? Let's talk about that so that you're feeling closer. The, the yes. closer you feel the more sex will be on the table and also having affection that is not sexual. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to cuddle or snuggle, but sex is not the end result. Yes. In fact, we know that it's not the end result. And so there's no going further than this. It's understood. We're just going to enjoy um, the touch and we're going to be present in that moment. And that can also help not mm -hmm. just with, you know, desire, but with safety and trust and other really important things. Yes. Yes. And remember, as we've talked about in past episodes for women, oftentimes the sex is sort of the pinnacle of all of this emotional connection, uh, working together, uh, non-sexual touch, um, deep conversation, all of those different kinds of things. And so this is sort of that pinnacle. So as you're making sure that you're incorporating those things into your relationship, then you've got more space uh, for the sexual, that kind of pinnacle of that closeness and that intimacy. Right. So we have a couple more that we want to talk about, very specific things. So check back in with us for our next episode of how to discover or rediscover your sexuality. Thank you for joining us. See you then. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.